simultaneous but impressed by Brandon. Yeah. Hello and welcome to episode 62 of the Dog Days of Summercast. I am your host, Brandon Nichols. Joining me, Sam Spangler. Sam, how are you doing? Like he's done it. All um, his life. 62 times? Like I've 62, done it 62 times. times. That's right. Man, <laughs> that was amazing. I'm doing pretty well. Are you? Yeah. We haven't seen each other since the last time we recorded. It's true. It's true. Life takes away. And you've done a shitty job at replying to text messages since the last time we recorded. Uh, well, you know how it goes sometimes, man. Sometimes my work, it's just flooded. Well, it is literally that time of year where I feel like this is the most ruddish I feel in terms of it's summer. We are super busy at work. It's Everything's in the middle of everything. It's weird because my summer busy is a mundane, constant busy Whereas my winter busy is a hectic, can't stop doing something busy. <clears throat> you just replied to a text message to me, didn't you? No, oh. I just wanted to let you know. Hey, did you know it's only 160 days till Christmas? Um, <laughs> actually, I said something to Monica the other day about how many sa- Saturdays until Christmas that she went. I know. Stop that. I know. <laughs> well, and funny. in all honesty, this is kind of like I was talking with my wifey as, on a walk, and I was just saying, I've also at the point too, I don't know what to do with our kids anymore. Like, I'm just kind of like, we've done our vacations. Right. We, we do actually have another, like getting out of town with some family and everything coming up. So I'm like, I'm looking forward to that. But like, we've done swimming, we've done, you know, activities, we've gone to, you know, trampoline, park, you know, we've gone to splash zones. We've, and at, at some point I just kind of am like, I don't know what to do with you guys anymore. Like, well, maybe next year you should maybe put them in summer school for the first part of summer. Wow. And then that was, yeah. second half of summer. That night. was definitely a mistake on our part, just not recognizing that, like, <laughs> oh, that's right. I for, totally forgot about that. But you got to give us a break because also COVID well, kind of right, jacked right, everything right. up the year before. So I wasn't in that mindset at all when right. it happened. Well, see, and Austin's done some kind of summer school for forever. And he, uh, we were yeah. talking about what summer school he was like. Yeah. He's, he's going over all these different summer schools he wants to take. I'm like, bud, you're taking driver's ed next summer. And he goes, what like isn't that nuts that is going to be the first ha- that's the summer class you're taking is driver's ed you're not doing any other summer school next year he's like but i want to do all this stuff i'm like you're doing driver's ed yeah you get a discount usually on your insurance yeah if you pass with a b or more yeah on in driver's ed i was like you're getting a discount on insurance and depending on how you handle work when you get a car and if you're doing more school and not actually working guess who's gonna be paying your insurance yeah me so we need to make sure that mm-hmm. you get a lower grade or lower deal. So. Well, and in addition to all this kind of not knowing what to do, and I'm sure you've come into the same part, is like our kids that are older, like I, they don't want to go to a park. They don't. They don't want to no. hang out at a park. They like, don't want to do anything that involves us. <laughs> yeah, they kind of are like with their friends. And I will say, so should I just dive into it, dive into a little bit of my topic? I can say I could start it now or I could just... Uh, do you want to go ahead and move forward so that we can get going like move forward with our stuff okay okay let's move up so what i've been playing i will say nothing nothing but that'll go into my topic okay start talking about that what have you been playing i have been playing pretty much just mlb the show and yeah that's pretty much it um i've moved the xbox off of my streaming stuff on my computer and i my son so my old my playstation 4 we kept my PlayStation 4. Logan was all amped about being able to play his own PlayStation, right? Even though it's not his own, his PlayStation. So 
my PlayStation 5 is on the television upstairs. My Xbox has been sitting down at my desk because that's what I've been doing. Anytime I play it, we've been streaming, you know, football. I don't know if that actually... Oh, and then I, heard it. I apologize. <laughs> and then it just, yeah. yeah, and then it just came back up. Um, anyways, playing. Oh, I guess I've been playing football stuff. Um, getting prepped for next our next season of football. Everything I on the Xbox, I do at my computer. Well, Logan plays games with his brother on the PlayStation because he he has his own PlayStation that he's purchased. Austin, the oldest, and it's downstairs on our other larger screen. Well, we've looked, we hooked Logan up to the smaller screen television that's like five feet, six feet from the other one, but it's too small. So he wants to play it on the PlayStation 5. And I'm like, use the other PlayStation. Like, there's no reason why, by the way, this sounds like the most first you know, world, first world problem in the yeah. world, obviously. But you I got agitated. Right. I got agitated. So this morning I unhooked my Xbox and I moved it upstairs. And then I moved that my old PlayStation back over to my computer because I've really been wanting to dive into Disco Elysium. And there's something else I don't remember off the top of my head that I want to play. And I want to record while I play. So it's now currently hooked up to my my thing. And then if I just, when I go to play um, um, the scary spooky game. Resident Evil. Stuff. Resident Evil. I'll just drop the X. It doesn't take much to bring the Xbox downstairs. Like literally I'm unplugged, plug in, and it's ready to go. And then I just take it back up when I'm done. So, I just, I'm going to be playing Disco Elysium soon. And I just can't, other than that, though, I've, I've really got nothing. Uh, I've watched more television than I have. Yeah, same um, here. We watched, uh, we watched the new... Um, Loki, atypical. No. Um, what did we just, well, we just watched something. Jason Bourne. Um, A movie. Tomorrow, War. Uh, Space Jam. Space Jam. We watched Space Jam. Did you have you seen Space Jam? Not yet? Yet. We were planning on maybe watching it tonight or tomorrow. Uh, just a quick thing, and it's partly been because it's part of my it's been on my timeline on everything. Uh, there are like so many people upset that people like the first original Space Jam. Like I read this tweet about, oh, I thought people liked the first Space Jam because of how crappy it was, not because it was an actual good movie. Any movie with. Um, was it Bill Murray backing Porky Pig up out of the post should not be considered a good movie. And I'm like, at what point do we as humans stop judging things that aren't obviously meant to be judged at a high standard with as a high standard, nobody's looking at space jam as an Emmy nominated movie, right? No, it's nobody is expecting it to win Oscars. Here's what Depends it is. On, yeah, who Here, here's about. what it is. It's fan service for people of basketball. Like this one would be LeBron J. Last one was Michael Jackson fans. People with Jordan. fans, Michael Jordan. What did I say? Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. That's <laughs> well, different you know, type whatever. Of fan club. Different, different way, different type. Way of different. Michael Jordan fans, uh, Looney Tune fans, fun. You know, I like the combination of animation mixed with film. You know, like when they do when they can successfully do movies like that. I think that's fun. I'm a huge Don Cheadle fan. Oh, he's in this movie. I heard he was really good. He was. He was very good with the character he did. And so my my take on this new Space Jam movie is my take of the other one. It gave me exactly what I wanted. It was funny. It had a fun, you know, lighthearted thing to it. My kids enjoyed it. 10 out of 10. Because that's, it did what I expected it yeah. to do. Well, and I don't think anybody's expecting it to be like, this is a groundbreaking, you know, dramatic st- storytelling of right. a basketball game in a Warner Brothers cartoon series. Right. It's like, but like, for, that, for but me, I'm like... What is it? 
the Fast and the, the Fast and the Furious movies suck, people. I don't know what else to tell you. If you want to judge the Fast and Furious movies on a technical standpoint, storytelling, and all Please this other stuff, your tweets to PSA Press. at PSA Press. I will take emails. I don't me. care. Here's the thing: nothing about them. In terms of what they are meant to do, they're great movies. They're outlandish, big summer fun movies. And that's what it is. And you accept it for what it is. They're no crank, though. I'll give them that. They're no crank. Crank also, a horrible movie, but does a lot of really cool things in it. But also, like the Fast and Furious, recognizes what it is. Right. The problem is people recognizing what it is and what it's supposed to be. Don't hold certain movies to a standard that has no business being held to that standard. Like, look, Marvel movies, all comic book movies, doesn't matter. I just, MCU is the most prominent. Comic book movies, while can get up there in high quality, nobody really thinks of a comic book movie when they think of an Oscar, or except, like except for Blade, Blade except for Blade because it should have won all of them, all the Oscars. <laughs> so like I just it gets frustrating to <laughs> our people that. But yes, I have watched Loki, and I personally loved the last episode. I thought it ended and set up. I'm looking really for more forward. I would say. I really enjoyed what it, possibilities it created for the rest of the Marvel Universe more than maybe I enjoyed the episode. I liked the acting on a couple things. I know you didn't seem to be a big fan of the... I agree with what you said. Person at I the like end what where, it's setting up for the rest of right. Marvel. It's but made me... It successfully made me excited for I what comes The person next. that... I'm not going to spoil anything, but the person that they meet... I was not impressed by his acting. No. There was something that was off about it. And I actually, I've also talked to a friend that was like, his ama- acting was just amazing. And I was like, it was very flat to me. Just very like, almost like he was trying a little too much. Correct. And so when for me watching it, I was just like, it didn't really deliver the um, the threat that I was hoping for, which I know that's not exactly what they're going for, but it wasn't exactly what I needed to kind of be like, oh, there's the big baddie. This is where it all comes from. And especially, I'm not going to ruin this as well, but the last shot of the show, I was like, that's how you end it? Yeah, I wasn't really. I was like, that's it? I was like, gosh, dang. And for people that are not in the know, you know, myself included, I'm like, I don't know who this guy or person is supposed to be. And then, you know, you research a little bit more and you're like, oh, okay. But at the um, same time, nah, it just didn't, it didn't, it, it was a fine. It was fine. It just right. didn't do but, it. Well, like I said, I'm more excited for the implications for the rest of Correct. everything that comes from. Uh, I'm going to just throw in a little bit of breaking news here. Something that I didn't know until just now. Apparently, earlier today, Ubisoft tweeted, tomorrow things are going to get wild. Tune in at 11 a.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Central. For no CST. You know what? It's going to be for a fucking countdown. Oh, 100%. Worldwide reveal of a brand new game in the Tom Clancy universe. Hmm. Brand new. Does that mean... So, when thinking brand new, is that brand new IP? Or is that like just a brand new game? I don't know. Because, you know, people have been clamoring for a Splinter Cell. Really bad. They, they and won't, there was they talks about I, the, I quit. They won't give us that. They have talked about the Spies versus Mech type game that like uh, is going to have like Rainbow Six type... Playtaps, I wonder if they would show any Apparently, of they've already released some footage. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, here's some audio. Here, hold on. Right now. Yeah, I'm going to play the audio from it. I'm going to show Sam the video. Okay. Have You haven't seen it then? No, I hadn't seen it. Okay. 
definitely has a Rainbow Six first-person shooter look. Kind of a little larger Ooh, style map, maybe. So, do you hear that electronic sounding? Like, reminds me of Overwatch sound. Kind of like a voice, like a narrator. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so now it looks like it flipped to another. I think it just replaying. Oh, it's just replaying. Yeah, it's just okay. replaying the same video. So that's it. Interesting. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what that is. I mean, it does definitely look like. Uh, it kind of does have a Call of Duty look feel to it, though. Even though it's a first person. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Man, Ubisoft, I feel, is like one of those developers that they definitely do random things sometimes they kind of put things out and they're like hey we're gonna give this a shot or give this a try um and it can surprise you so hey i'll be happy if it's maybe, maybe new, it's a battle royale tom clancy style <laughs> well we'll see that would be interesting to see like a battle royale with like rainbow six type characters yeah that would be interesting um so we'll s- get back to uh, sorry <laughs> I'm a little out of it. I'm tired. Um, I've oddly, weirdly taken a nap every day for the last couple of days. Like, I've found time to take a nap. So I, I haven't taken one today. Yeah. And I think I think the last couple of days of having naps, I've been like, now I'm like, when do I get to take my nap? Yeah. I'm, I'm at that age where I need to, You you when you're young, you take naps. Then you stop taking naps, and then you get old, and you start taking, which is funny considering our group conversation this morning about how old we are and all the stuff we've been through in life, and we're all men in our 30s complaining about being in their midlife crises. And oh, our, man, no, i already been through mine. That's yeah. the best part. I feel like I've already got I think I feel like I've been in one for four or five years. Um, so, yeah, uh, Loki, it, it, I think – the series as a whole, I didn't think was bad. I thought it was good. I enjoyed the way it ended only because of really the implications for the rest of it. I am more excited the fact that they have announced there will be a series, a season two. Correct. Because that also makes me think that however this affects like the upcoming um, uh, Doctor Strange movie and the multiverse of madness, I don't think it's going to be resolved by this time next year. So I'm interested to see how that Well, and I'm interested, out. especially I think my most anticipated series coming from Disney has been the What If series. Yes, which and starts in a, in a couple of weeks. And after the ending of Loki, it definitely has implications for why they could maybe tell this story now. But you know what starts this week? No. Ted Lasso. No. I'm okay on Ted Lasso. It's like a B show for me. All right, Sam's off the podcast. I'm done. <laughs> Here's the thing is people like boost up these shows like it's like the second coming of christ and i'm just like it's fine it's a good show it's it's very positive i think which is kind of enjoyable about it is i'm just like it's a fun nice show to watch and the humor is pretty good and um the acting is enjoyable but it's not like revelatory listen there's shit to watch on tv right now okay so there's like there's absolutely nothing so i'm looking forward to and i think it's like the one thing that me and my wife get to spend time and relax do is now the concern is going to be he's going to be able to reach the heights of season one which that, uh, that could that be tough to good, do and you tough. know if it doesn't deliver you know yeah. people are going to be like oh that wasn't quite as good so sam talk to me why you haven't been playing anything so gaming walls man i think we've maybe all been through them before where i'm just not feeling like gaming and you know it's summer right now like I said, we've gone on our vacations. Our kids have just gotten back from camp. I've kind of done everything I can with them, and I just can't find interest in picking up a game and actually playing it to completion. 
There's things that I've started, like last week I talked about like um, Plague's Tale, um, Innocence Lost or whatever it was called, and I enjoyed the beginning of it a little bit, but then I actually was like, nah, I'm done. I don't want to do... <laughs> I've done what I wanted to see what yeah, it was Yeah, I'm like. like, I get what this game's about, and I actually uninstalled it and then just read the wiki because I'm just like, I just don't know that I'm going to go back to this game. And I'm kind of wanting smaller bites of games. I'm wanting like hour or two of game to be like and then be done and feel satisfied with and you know what it made me realize is i kind of miss my telltale series I oh kind of right, miss right right the walking dead i kind of miss those like here's a little episodic tale that you're going to go in and you're going to make these um choices that's going to affect the end outcome and it's going to be personal for you or at least that's the way you feel about it and i don't have that right now there is not a game out there that I'm like, I think I could take bite-sized chunks of to actually deliver on the promise of what I want to get by the end of a story, maybe within an hour. I feel like you're going to have to commit more to that. And with summer being here, and especially I have a hard time sometimes playing games if it's not rainy and stormy out, and also if it's not dark, especially in, right. in summer, you know, we get less, you know, night, basically. It's daytime longer, and so I feel like I should be up and doing something and active. And so whenever I'm looking for a game at this point, there's just nothing that bites me. And it's okay. I think that's the thing I have to realize. Well, here's a question. Have you ever, did you ever go back and play Oxenfree? No. I started it up, but I just, it didn't grab me like at the beginning. And I, I it's one of those, I'm like, I can understand it. Like even the um, after party one yeah. that I was like, I played probably more of that than I did Oxenfree. And just like nothing was pulling me in enough. And I will say, I feel like I need a little bit more of like an emotional investment and something to bring me through, which a lot of the series that I loved have ended. Uncharted, you know, the series was done there. Right. The Last of Us was not one that like I really felt like I wanted to see that through completion and everything. And I, I don't know. It may be one that I go back to as well. But I've also heard it goes a little too long. And I'm just kind of like. The first one? Second one. Second one. Second uh, one. The second one, yeah, I can say it goes Kind of drags on long. a little bit long. And I'm, I'm just kind of tired of like filler type game you know in games right. where i'm just like i want something to be impactful but also be over quickly and there's nothing that meets that right now have you thought about because i feel like this is where you would need to go have you thought about playing or buying a smaller pc that you can stream or play pc games on because there's a lot of those type of mm -hmm. pc indie type games well and that's a difficult you know thing because i've also I'm not a, a PC player, and so it's one of those that they all use. Can, you can connect a controller well, to everything. Dedicate, you know, dedicating like a, another however much money, which I know you can get like a decent, you know, for not too much, but right. And then pulling that time away from I think our family and stuff is. I'm like, I don't know that I can buy into that type of time at this moment. Um, as our kids are getting ready back to school and the days start shortening and everything, I may find myself pulled back to it. But I have found seasons in my life where it's just, I just don't have interest in games. Right. And, no, and I totally get that. And too. it's funny because Emily has definitely seen me multiple times been like, I think I might just get rid of everything and just be done. And she's like, don't do that. Don't, don't do anything. Don't, don't choose the nuclear option. Give it some time. Because then she'll see me find a game and I'll be like, I love this. I love what this story is being told and I'm stuck to it, but nothing has emotionally pulled me in to that type of investment for quite a while. And so here I am enjoying, you know, enjoying the time that, you know, we are, I'm hanging out with my kids and, um, even though I, I'm at a loss for what to do with them, um, 
I went and took my dog on a walk late last night. And it was one of those that sometimes summer also has a little bit of a special feel. I feel like as adults, we've lost a little bit where as a kid, I remember going out, especially when I could drive out and kind of exploring more Right. And when it's warmer out and there's people active and doing things. And it's like, you know, we drive by the parks and there's like a bunch of kids doing out of the skateboard park and there's people playing volleyball and pickleball and all these things. And I was like, this is really cool. Like I kind of want to sort of like jump into this world again a little bit, but right. know that I'm kind of reserved, pulled back from it, which is a surprise. So I have a question for you, and this is more off of just of how much I know about you. Do you, would you say that it is harder for you to find games to get emotionally involved in than an average game player as well? Maybe. I mean, if it hooks me, it hooks me quick. It, usually, yeah, it has to be like a it very... It doesn't have to be. Like, I will definitely stick with something. If somebody has like kind of say, hey, give this a try, you'll find... I bet you think if you'll stick with it, you'll find that you're like, oh man, I really like this story. But nothing has, you know, just pulled me in and sucked me into the story just as at this point. And of course, you know, some of the, you know, longer series, like even, you know, Halo, whose story has kind of been all over the place, but a lot of people feel like really kind of finished with three. They were like, yeah, that was the story of the chief. Yeah. And then now we've, we're kind of going into territory that's, it hasn't established like here's a timeline, but that has more history with me and a little bit more nostalgia. Right. So, you know, when that'll come out, I'll be like, all right, that'll be fun. And, to kind of get back into just because I'm like, I want to know how this character pans out. But I just haven't gotten there. Nostalgia can push a lot of things. I I have a new Trapper Keeper. <laughs> That's very That's, they They re-released Trapper Keepers. Yeah. There's like four or five of them at Walmart. And I said to Monica, I finally went, I want one. <laughs> I was looking at their website and I was like, they're $10. And I really want a Trapper Keeper. So like it was like one afternoon a week or two ago. I was like, "What do you plan to do with that trapper keeper, Brandon?" Oh, I'm gonna make I'm gonna keep notes for podcast stuff in it. Oh, okay. I'm actually going to All use right, it and keep it. it. And it is, but but it was kind of like it was weird just seeing it sit on our counter upstairs for the last couple of days. I've been like. Wow, legit looks like an old school trapper keeper. You open it up, has all this stuff in it. Like, yeah. it's Isn't just funny, funny how, how yeah, nostalgia will it, they'll and they they know it. People like that are selling items, they are very aware of it. If anything, there's been. Um, you know, a couple of games recently sold that were still boxed for like oh, a yeah. ridiculous amount of price. Like, I think I can't remember. So it was uh, the Mario for Nintendo 64 was like yeah. a couple hundred thousand dollars. Six hundred thousand. Six hundred thousand dollars for like Mario 64 in a box. And I'm just like, yeah, why would you buy that? Like, I just like, every time I see those, I'm always a, like, some, what do I own? Some games <laughs> sold for a million after that. Yeah. Like that was boxed up still. I don't remember what it was, but it's just open, open it up and look at it. Did you ever have a Trapper Keeper when you were younger? I did have a Trapper Keeper. I don't know that I have the same um, love. I like it has the folders and little plastic shred and the clipboard in the oh, back. Yeah. And like this thing. <laughs> You're all Austin sad. was even looking at it going. Well, can I have one? I'm like, you know, buy your own. This is my Trapper Keeper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and now this is just very random. Well, you know, I'll talk to you about it later. Never mind. Off air? You'll have to, off air. Okay. Off we'll air. Talk off that air. would be very tangential. So. <laughs> it's one thing to go a little bit off air yeah. or a little bit off, off road map. Um, well, I'm going to say I hope you find something. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's one of those things that I've also allowed to, I've allowed myself to lean into it and not feel like, well, who am I? What's my identity anymore? Because I've also, my identity from being, I think, more of a gamer when I was younger has definitely evolved to the point where I'm oh, kind yeah. of like, you know, board games, you know, sports, you know, kind of doing things that are outside of the realm of gaming 
has become who I am. And just, in, I mean, even socialization and interaction is huge. I was just talking about how, you know, I hope not, but like, I was like, our numbers are starting to rise again with COVID. And I'm like, right. I really don't want to go. I know we kind of talked about this last week back into quarantine, but I'm very happy for the time that I had with people before, if that were to happen. Right. And I'm like, it's really important. It really matters. And I think the groups that we have, you know, like we both are involved in, right. it's so like healthy and helpful it is. to have that. It, it, like it feels like it is space. a group. Uh, it is. It's a mind space. It allows us to disconnect and yeah. get into this. Even the silly stuff we were talking about today was right. like, yeah, you, does this really all matter? No. But like, is it nice to like have a group of friends that we can chat about this? Right. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, I've usually when I find myself in a position like this, I tend to um, try things that I don't normally like. Like, have you thought about me trying? I know you're not a big on simulation games, but like roller coaster builder. You know what I'm waiting for? I told the flight, you. Flight simulator. Flight simulator. Well, that's because I'm actually it's next. I think it's next week or the week after. I think I think it's in two weeks. Yeah. But it's one of those that I'm just like, I initially was like, no, man, that's not my jam. But there's something about it. I'm like. I think that might be kind of nice just to be able to be like, okay, all I'm doing is just trying to keep this plane in the air and I like enjoying like the landscape below me. Have you, um, have you ever played a Civ game? Yeah. Do you like, like yeah, that were, kind of, and I don't, when I, cause I know when we've talked about simulation games, we've talked about, I think we brought up the Sims mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff, but like that's different than <laughs> lawnmower simulator. Yeah. The thing too is like what I'm really hoping for is once again, like a bite-sized chunk. I want something that I'm not going to have to invest multiple hours in to get enjoyment from. I, I'm going to hope it's like, right. I can jump in for like 30 minutes, ha- an hour here, and then be like, oh, that was rewarding. I feel good. Like that was a good time. Oh, oh it's more than a couple of weeks. It's August 18th. Oh, wow. I thought it was the end of August. I, th- I thought it was hmm. beginning of August. Interesting. Well, even still, that's okay. So, but like I said, I'm okay also saying that. <clears throat> It's t- it's fine to have a lull and be like, right. I don't want to play. Because it it's also okay. does make you appreciate it a little bit more when you Absolutely. go back to when it. When you do go back. And then I usually, a lot of times, find something that I get and like, ooh, I'm really invested in this. And I think the last one, I mean, this is just kind of off the top of my head that I really think that I was like, kind of got invested in the story was God of War or probably the Spider-Man game. Spider my um, Miles Morales was Miles actually Morales. probably the last one I got invested in. And it was like, oh, God yeah. of God of War was after Uncharted 4, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. It's just my personal thing. It's just kind of where I'm at right now. You know, I think. Which is I think, great for a gaming podcast. <laughs> right. But I think people, so you and I are different. I am breed. I don't know what you would call it. The, not every gamer tries to get into everything mm-hmm. and play everything like you and I and some other people do. <clears throat> and anybody who might actually listen to this. I think there's a, there's a definite, definitely a gap between our mentality when it comes to gaming and the average gamer. Whereas I think the average gamer plays not as much as somebody like us. And even though we're not even quite the hardcore version, we're just not, we're just more than the average gamer. And I think the average gamer gets that bliss of not playing enough so that every time they do play, they highly enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Whereas we are a little bit more in the fact that there's always something we're wanting to try and play and see how we like it to where after a while it's like, eh, I need a break. Yeah. So, and and so, happens. so you can, it's, that's why it's easier to appreciate yeah. the lulls. Well, and usually during this time as well, I dive into the more like media TV, like 
type shows and things right. like that. What's out there that I enjoy and right. Yeah. Which is which is I mean good considering the fact there's a lot of new stuff coming out All because people are releasing movies more now and people were trying to come out of COVID even though there's still the risk of going back under. Yeah. There's I think there's this burst of stuff. I'm going. My wife and I are going to the Garth Brooks concert at Arrowhead in hey, nice. two and a half weeks. That's awesome. So it's like, but having said that, I'm like, one hand, I'm super excited about it, but this can be like the first massive crowd we've been in. We're both vaccinated, but like still like I'm, yeah. I'm going, I'm going to bring a mask. I'm still wearing a mask to this thing. He, um, he did his first concert back at, uh, Vegas and he's done one in Nashville and all the video and pictures of it. I just, like, wow, I've always had crowd anxiety, but like with the thought process of COVID, I'm seeing all these people together and I'm like, okay, all right. I'm going to be around a lot of people, yeah. a lot of people. <laughs> so, yeah. but you know, yeah. So I think there's enough to do out there that, and for at least no matter, even if there's a short amount of time, I think it'll help. It's nice to get in back into a flow, even if this flow gets clogged up again right and kind of pushed back to where it was before i hope not fingers yeah, crossed fingers crossed dantos um sam steam i'm sorry steam valve announced the steam deck yeah and it's I, first of all real quick what's your take on the the layout of the the device it you know from everything the way it looks it does not look like a, a it doesn't look comfortable. Lookout. Exactly. It does <laughs> not. But from everybody that's actually touched it, they're like, it surprisingly is, from what I understand, is that they're like, it actually works. Right. Um, like this, the Nintendo Switch buttons are more in the middle. So like, they're, they're not all the way at the top. They're down a little. So when you're holding it left and right, your fingers are still kind of in the middle area of the thing, whereas on the Steam Deck, mm -hmm. they're all at the top. And yeah. I'm like, that seems awkward. But like whatever because yeah. i think even when you hold a controller you, you your fingers are all still kind of bent whereas it looks like depending on how you hold this thing your thumbs are going to have right. to be extended out and straight. i believe it has a more of a curved like, backside behind yeah area and so i it's, love it's a good curved to, backside who doesn't so, <laughs> but it's apparently a little bit more pleasing to hold because of the way it's curved in there and everything mm. so um but i have a question with basically getting to the point now where you can play your, your xbox games literally on anything with a screen um not quite yet nintendo or sony but i'm still not holding that out as an option but if you have a phone you can pretty much play any xbox game on it right so the well i guess any game that they decide to put on xcloud i guess i should say um with and that's basically any game you have on steam you can play on this thing is do you think the traditional Nintendo 3DS, PlayStation Vita, of system of being of a company releasing a dedicated handhold system. Do you think those are gone? Those days are gone. Because even Nintendo, like they basically have, have abandoned the the, the DS Switch. and the 3DS with you know, the Switch. The only person that could get away with it again would be Nintendo of being like, "Hey, we're releasing a dedicated handheld device again." You know, and it would be, you know, I, I'm sure the design would be something unique that I wouldn't I wouldn't even know where they would go with it. They'd be like, we're putting in a third screen. Right. And it's gonna be over to the side. And you know, or people would adopt smaller it like, switch. Yeah, people would adopt it like crazy because that's what they do with Nintendo things. They just kind of buy into it. But Nintendo's the only, I think, company that could actually create a handheld device 
that would be accepted back into the market after what we already have available to us, like with the Nintendo Switch. I would be surprised if they were to say, especially with the market they have now, hey, here's a handheld device with the Switch around, but Nintendo abandons concepts and ideas more than probably yeah more than any other company i think gaming company and is able to get away with it and it's it's, it's crazy that they're able to get it away really with it. is kind of surprising because they basically create it seems like a console around a concept right like you know like the wii was like motion controls they're like oh motion controls we're gonna you know put this in the i think the gamecube the idea was like portable you can pick it up and carry it right. anywhere then the Wii U, I think, was what we saw, like, the generation gap between that and the Switch was, like, we're going to create a handheld portable device you can use that's not on the TV when you're not using it. And then they're, like, eh, it's not working exactly. Maybe we can just do it this way. Right. And then the Switch came about. Um, so I don't know where they would go next, though. Unless they, you know, a device from them, I feel like, would be more like, here's a VR something. You know, here's another, like, here's a headset, a dedicated Nintendo headset to bring in like whatever else they would create. But it's just like, I don't know, or something completely out of left field. They're never worried about power. They're never worried about like keeping up with like, you know, the most recent consoles or PCs or anything like that. Cause they so don't like, really like why I would love for Nintendo, hardcore Nintendo people to be able to play the same AAA titles that Xbox, Microsoft oh, yeah. and PC get. They just don't seem to care no. if those, these titles are even available. I saw something on that's their even in their, you know, rear view mirror they're just like nah yeah we're gonna do our thing we're gonna be nintendo and so who knows maybe they'll be like hey it's a it's a robot suit that you wear and you play nintendo <laughs> games and people will be like yeah it's a sure. face mask that you put on and you just sit yeah. and wear so like there have been a lot of people on that were huge vita fans and like it's kind of one of those things where i think i think if you talk to a lot of people and even in the game industry they'll tell you vita came out at the wrong time because people just weren't ready for it the i think the biggest problem which is one of the things i was worried about with the xbox with the um their their drive mm -hmm. the add-on is it's they're the only one that makes it and that was one of the issues with the memory cards for vita was yeah the proprietary you can only get it through sony and their pricing on it is ridiculous and i think that largely had a large largely had a large that was a very big reason why vita struggled was because you're forcing people to spend a shit ton of money on just storage alone um because it it always felt good like in terms of handheld whatever i, I almost and, picked one up myself because i thought the device was impressive i was like this is kind of cool i mean basically has all the controls of like a PlayStation controller, like right. it's all on there. It's got that touch back screen. It's got certain, you know, devices. The fact you could do the remote play onto it. I was like, that's awesome. Right. But it just, there was always like a little bit of a barrier. Yeah. So the, the two barriers for me were one, the cost of the storage and two, I just don't think the, uh, technology, hardware technology was quite advanced enough to be able to do that. Like the, the switch, if you took everything that they have in a switch and made the Vita, it would sell the Vita would be wildly successful. And I literally, I think it's because of the time that they released it. I just didn't think they had the hardware to support bigger scaled games. And I think they, you know, by pricing their um, storage where they did, I think it killed it. 
Um, so it's just a, a, a fact that it wasn't quite where we are in terms of technology to be a successful product. And I feel like if they redid the Vita, basically, because you would now have the Switch as a prime example of how it can work. Phones have evolved so much, you know, plus you now have the streaming technology. Mean, you, you're partnered with Microsoft with xCloud. You have the technology to do something with it. You know, you, you're part of the reason it even exists. So you could probably release something. Yeah. I don't think Sony's ever going, back but to I don't think, again. but I don't think they're going to. Yeah. Um, I think they took their shot and then they're like, Oh, this didn't pay yeah. out and they're done. But um, their console space is working well. So it I'm is. Happy with that. Um, having said that though, um, Netflix, um, gaming, which we talked about a while ago. Um, so they had hired Mark Verdu, I think is how it's pronounced, Mark Verdu from EA to come in and get their gaming space going. And there's apparently a lot of people, I don't, I don't know what was delved into by hackers or whatever, or whatever, but, um, people are seeing a lot of stuff connection with Sony over this. So there's a large rumor that Sony and Netflix are going to partner up. So then I started thinking, okay, well, if you're working on streaming and Netflix is on a lot of devices, right? So there's oh, this, yeah. there's this rumor that either Netflix is going to add game PlayStation games to their service, or there's just going to be other, some kind of partnership and put together here. Let's say PlayStation now, now included Netflix and if you had Netflix, you, you now had access to PlayStation Now. Do you think that would be a very l huge boon to their business and a way to kind of combat Game Pass? Mm, so is it going to be the current lineup that's on PlayStation Now? Or are they changing any of the... Oh, I'm, I don't... Rumors I'm sure they, they haven't even announced anything yet. I'm sure they, if they came up with a way to if handle were, it better. Right. If they, I mean, it's because they eliminated their entire video service. Like the, once they announced this and somebody started bringing up the fact that, well, it looks like there's like some Sony stuff embedded in some of this software, or whatever they're looking at. I immediately, went, well, they just got rid of all of their, literally all of their video department. Like they're no longer renting movies or any mm -hmm. television shows. So it would make total sense if they're getting some kind of combined service together with Netflix, because with as many houses have Netflix yeah. as subscription and with the install base of PlayStation 4, 5, whatever, in houses, you have the prime ability to almost circumvent Game Pass in terms of providing a yet another service in terms of television and movies. But you also, depending on how you handle the games you put on it, even if it's just your first party games. Mm -hmm. So, which I would also suggest you take a look at the current act games that are on game pass or not game pass um playstation now i think the reason game pass is so much better than playstation now is that you literally have every xbox first party game on it in terms of the third party games they almost seem identical but the problem yeah, is you I, have the xbox it, yeah it was pretty comparable for the the problem is you have some old playstation exclusives on there but nothing newer right and i think that's where microsoft really kicks their ass in that part department because they're like oh guess what our biggest game in the world halo and in halo infinite is releasing yeah it'll be on game pass and you're like what <laughs> like how are you doing that and every game you've released 
in the last five to ten years. It's on Game Pass. Then you throw in your Bethesda partnership, and that also, I think, is a huge issue with... Because it's almost like they just agreed with a third party to just put all their shit on Game Pass. I, I know they now own Bethesda, so it's kind of different, but it's same same thing if they just hey, we've signed a contract with Bethesda and now all their stuff's on there. That's kind of what it's going to be the way they're going to handle Bethesda anyways as a, they basically said they're going to just let them operate how they will, but obviously we get some final says because we own them. I think if you remove that, we get the final says because we owe them, there's still going to be Bethesda acting as Bethesda, just nothing on PlayStation. So it's almost like you have just created a contract with a third party to just dump all their stuff on your, your platform. And that's a large, they've have, they have um, three Elder Scrolls games on PlayStation now. When those contracts are up, they'll never be on PlayStation now again, right? Like, how long is that contract for? Yeah. So I think I think the fact that they would need to dump their own first-party exclusives, no matter how big they are, onto PlayStation now, I think they would need to do that in partnership with Netflix. But I think they could make that work. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there is any actual going to be any actual like merger. Like there's too much challenge. I don't mean like sign paper not contract, sign, merger. but even like the sharing of the games. I don't think Sony's going to, you know, bring anything into it because like, then you would also have the, there's TVs that, you know, run uh, Netflix on it. No problem. Right. But you'd have to be able to hook up a controller then somehow. I think the logistics of it really wouldn't be that helpful or beneficial to either company at this point to bring over games from Sony into Netflix other than, other than if it was just games. But I don't know how, like, are you going to have to have a Netflix device then to make, to connect like a Bluetooth controller to? They, you'd have to have I something. I think most televisions have Bluetooth now. Maybe, but not all of them. So, but you have to consider that then. And so this is, you know... Moving into the game space is kind of an interesting area. I bet they will release a device that's like a Google Chrome or something like that that is plugged into the back of your TV okay, gotcha. that then you can connect Bluetooth through to play whatever device it is. And if, you know, is it going to be download? Is it going to be streaming? You know, like you can download movies from them, but obviously games carry a lot more, um, you know, storage. You're going to need a lot more. So where is that? Where is that stored? It'd have to be streaming, you know, like right. if you don't have a storage device hooked up to it. And even though Netflix streaming is probably better than some of the other services out there, it's still not great. So I don't see this as like a win for either company right now of like, oh, yeah, it'd be great for Netflix to have all these streaming games. And I feel like if it's more of a shareholder, what do we do next to kind of boost our you know, bottom line as like, well, here we go. We can kind of move into this area. But there's a lot of R&D that's going to have to go behind it to deal with those people that are like, oh, I don't have a Bluetooth TV what do I do then? Okay, well, I we'll have to buy this little toggle thing and plug it back in. All right, I'm going to stream this. Oh, man, it's not one-to-one. It doesn't feel the same. It's going to be, I think, more challenging made than maybe they first identified. And then it, vice versa for Sony, like, to kind of come in. Um, like I said, no paperwork signed, but I don't know that you want your service with a company that's kind of building a the, bay, the, the, the groundwork of a service to start with. Like, you don't want it to look worse than PlayStation now did when it first started off. Right. Games were streaming. Um, so I think you'd rather just stick with the thing you already have and you're kind of building and, you know, making it better all the time uh, versus being like, well, yeah, let's include this unless it just happens to be like, well, we've got contracts with some of your older games and that stuff's going to come over. But even then there's still so much logistics behind. Well, how does that occur? Is it all through 
servers or servers just like streaming that to you, like then it's going to have to be, you know, a game that you're not going to have to worry about Twitch reflexes and stuff like that. Cause <laughs> no call it's, of duty. If no. it's not, yeah, exactly. If it's not perfect, then people are going to be like, well, it'll be a thing. I think that is like kind of interesting when it first in, is introduced, but eventually it's going to be like, nah, forget this. I mean, and, you know, you and I have talked about the stadia about how it actually, for the people that had it and it worked well, like they were like, man, this is actually a pretty good piece of you know hardware and everything and what they're able to actually achieve and like the everything behind it but it didn't really hook anybody and so i also wonder like with netflix i'm like i don't know man like good luck maybe you can maybe you can come up with an idea that'll people will buy into but it's a tough space to break into well like i feel i've I've said this a hundred times i think one of the main reasons sadia failed is because it didn't already have its own games and that it was just it's basically a game streamer for third parties that wanted to be involved. They didn't say, Hey, we're kicking this off with our own games or we're debuting. Like it really needed its own Mm -hmm. first party game to debut. So here's, so here, then here's a question. Do you think if stadia came out and said, we have an exclusive license contract with Sony and all of Sony's, you still have to purchase them like normal, all of Sony's first party gaming exclusives, will be on stadia to stream oh that's huge then do you think yeah. that stadia could have succeeded because then they're instantly got i would have given them a big boost for sure like that would have definitely helped i think people kind of buying into now i guess that's the thing with netflix too maybe they can come out with their like here's our controller here's our device this is what we're doing right um and i we just know nothing but yeah if stadia were to kind of come out and have that type of lingo behind it i think it would probably would it have survived? Maybe it, that would have at least given it the extra push. It Long, needed longer, maybe, longer than six months. Right, longer. The bigger whatever. push it would have needed to kind of like maintain in the the gaming space. So, yeah. but who knows? I think you'll never know. Um, we have a little bit of time. I have another topic I want to throw out to you. I have been thinking about this because I've been highly just annoyed at the lack of, I don't know, transparency with sony and the way they've been handling anything nobody knows what the fuck sony's doing right <laughs> true true story i don't <laughs> i sure don't um i'm also been very very sur- super annoyed at warner brothers in terms of what they are actually trying to achieve with their dc properties and nobody knows what they're doing i don't think they know what they're doing that's a bigger difference in my opinion um there's two big aspects that make Marvel super successful and that make um, Xbox super successful. The, the ownership company portion, Microsoft, Disney, do not seem to interfere in what the other part is doing. They have installed people who know a lot about their given thing And they let them do their plan. And they don't interfere unless there's some kind of maybe a money issue. Like, uh, well, we do want to try to incorporate something. You know, like some little small thing. But for the most part, Marvel comes out with Kevin Feige, who's got tons of knowledge in the comic book world. And they just let him do what he wants. Like, they don't just, you know what's best for Marvel. Make it. Wish to freaking God Warner Brothers would hire somebody from within the comic book industry i don't even care if you snag somebody from marvel i don't care where it comes from 
that has the knowledge and go, look, work with comics, make it, do what you need to and leave them the hell alone. Same concept. Microsoft has Kevin or um, Kevin Fahey. Bill Gates. Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer. And they're like, make it. We're going to stay over here. You run the gaming industry. And then on top of that part of it, um, not only is it, are they, is it kind of seems like a hands-off approach. You guys handle what you want. The people in charge are likable. They're, they're, they stay, they communicate with their fans and they seem to be just open and talking to everybody. And they understand that they're doing something to benefit the whole and stuff like that. And their social media is self-aware and they talk. I mean, they engage, they do all these things. Okay. Phil Spencer goes on interviews all the freaking time to talk to people. Kevin Fahey goes on interviews all the freaking time to talk to people. Nobody at Warner brothers does this or DC properties in terms of that vision. And the biggest name on the Sony side is Shuhi Yoshi Shohi. I know for sure can't say his name. Shohei. Yeah. But he runs, he's just in charge of their worldwide studios, like the first party stuff and like overseeing and making sure everybody's working. He's not the head of, of PlayStation. They need somebody at the head of PlayStation and they need somebody at the head of DC Comics to be a Phil Spencer, to be a Kevin Fahey. And then they need to completely demolish and redo their entire um, social media teams. Like, I like following the Xbox Twitter account because it's hilarious. And it's... They are, like you said, they're very self-aware. They, they are poke, very... They can poke fun at themselves. Right. And just be like, okay. I mean, just the fact that, like, they're releasing a fridge. That's, like, the Xbox. Because right. they're just like, let's just, like, lean into it. Right. Let's have fun with it. And, like, the Marvel the Marvel account, the main Marvel Studios account, they're always doing a lot of the similar, the same things. Talking to, to fans, like, throwing fun things out there and, you know, interacting. Literally, the PlayStation, PlayStation account is just relaying information corporate tells them and went a little bit more communication the the dc and the dc twitter account is the same thing here's what's coming out for sale here's what's doing this here's what's doing that xbox had a tweet yesterday that i loved they posted something and they got some police station fanboys that got involved and or started replying ps5 is better ps5 is better and they replied with for all those people saying ps5 is like the official xbox account i saw this said for all those people saying ps5 is better the console that is the better the better console is the one that you enjoy keep playing like i was like that was the swiftest saying, fuck you and games. shut yeah that was the that was the swiftest shut the fuck up and just play your games but like they interact like that. I've never seen anybody from the, the any Sony account that wasn't an, a separate employee. Like Corey Barlog, I love I love following Corey because he's very open and out there. Um, Scott Rohde, same thing. Shohei, same Shuhei. thing, yeah. same thing. But like you need to actually have people involved in your communication with the people who follow your brand that is giving more than just, oh, here's our press release for today. Do you feel like it's those people that have like, kind of like the Wendy's Twitter account that they, right. fi- they figured out a person that's like, don't, don't take offense to anything. 
you know, play up like the funny stuff because it's just like, you know, right. if you get butt hurt about everything, they're going to look at like, oh, look at that old crotchety, you know, right. Xbox people over there. They're all like, oh, you can't make fun of us, but like lean into it and have fun with it. And then in the end of the day, if you're if people are gaming and enjoying it. Okay. Right. Great. When, when I feel like, like I know I'm following a brand, everybody knows they're following a brand, but like the Xbox, like the thing we're talking about there, I don't feel like I'm following a brand. I feel like I'm following a person and right. running a brand account. I don't feel like you're a corporate lackey that's, oh, you got up today. Time to make sure all these timed release tweets go out. Like yeah. I get it. Everybody has specific tweets that they have to make throughout the day or specific uh, social media interactions they have to do. But give them the freedom on top of that to just talk to people, yeah. say things, do more like and I feel like I, I just, it was yesterday I was really hardcore thinking about it. And I'm like, I feel like DC is to Marvel that is Sony is to um, Microsoft in terms of, which is weird because I feel like console sales, Sony has the edge. Movie sales, Marvel has the edge. So there's not like a complete like, no. like that. But, but the way they engage. The way they the, engage the with their fan bases and the way they, their lack of communication, of real communication, not corporate communication, is so lacking. And it's so hard to like things when like, and I'm not even talking about toxic fans because those are a whole other, everybody has toxic fans. Everybody has, you know, all those people can just shut up and go away. I'm more talking about the community, the, the message you put out towards your people right yeah and i it's frustrating as a fan of all video games yeah right like i saw that xbox tweet and i was like that's nice nice that's nice to hear. right and yeah. like phil spencer is always congratulating whoever yeah. releases before um before the playstation state of play this last week uh phil spencer was like i'm looking forward to seeing more stuff about death loop mm-hmm. you know like all this other stuff shohei shuhei has done the same thing he'll like Congratulate Microsoft. Why is the head of your first party studios seem like he's the head of the company? Because I've even seen Shuhei make comments like people like start going after him wanting to know questions on things. He goes, guys, I only run like first party studios. I don't know what like before the there was no PlayStation 5 information. And he was like, I don't know. Like you need to talk to other people like Mark. uh, What's his name? the the guy that gave the real technical bef- uh, oh. breakdown gosh i can't remember anyways that. like yeah i know you're talking you about. know that's the guy they need to talk to but like they're they need just a better outward facing face of the mm-hmm. company it's forgetting that people that buy into their identity as a brand is a big mistake you know right. that's kind of the thing is people have such Love And it's funny because sometimes when my kids are talking, like I'll hear some of them be like, this one's trash, that one's trash. Because, but that's like what I think some of the corporate hope is, is that like, you're going to be like, I prefer this one over that one because that one's garbage. But it's like, well, is it really? It's like, it's kind of almost just as, as a world, we're trying to become more accepting of one another and each other. So there are some times where people buy into this, like, well, this is the only thing for me and there's nothing better and I need to put down anybody else that thinks otherwise. Right. But that's not a way to like gain friends, get fuller followers or anything like that. And it, it, even the, you know, anonymity of the internet, unfortunately, is there 
I think it's especially on Twitter where it's just like the fire is like so much easier to fire off because it's not a face behind it. It's just like an identity. And so like, well, I can just say this. It's an avatar. They may be, a, you know, a, per- a perfectly, you know, excellent person to hang out with, but like to buy into like, this is who I am and there's no deviating from it is a little bit of a uh, fail, I think as a human being. <laughs> so we need to be better. So I just thought of something. There have been numerous times when DC and Marvel have worked together and released comics with their characters together or some kind of like Stanley did that whole comic series of if I created DC characters and they, he had changed some stuff up and they, but they've had some crossover stuff. Do you think there could ever be, and actually I, I have a, a, a thought on this actually now that I'm saying it, do you think there could ever be a way that Sony first party and Microsoft first party sat down and said, let's make a game that we release that comes out on both systems. Do you think that's something that could happen? And if it could, do you think it would be them making a smash brothers rival? <laughs> Cause that was the thought that just went into my head is like, there's like, all right, Sony, like the heads from both. So down. It's like, Hey, yeah. let's, uh, let's make our own smash brothers where it's all of our characters. Well, I think doing, to be fair, I think Microsoft would be more open to it right now. I, than Sony. Would. Uh, I think, the, and, but I think that's, I think that, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I think that's a way of thinking in the newer world or the newer, um, younger train of thought. It's not as rooted oh, in their yeah. traditions. The Cause we talked about how we, I felt like, like Nintendo is very rooted in tradition. Sony is rooted in tradition, but has some Western thinking. And then you have Microsoft who's just, yeah, Western kind of, thinking, which I think in addition to like them, like Phil Spencer and their like the official Xbox account and everything is that like they've kind of found their place. And I think like, yeah, like I think they're like PlayStation's probably going to outsell us. But at the same time, we're not doing poorly. We're doing right. well. Like they had the and we're not one. trying to compete. I with think them. they <laughs> had number one in sales for June for the month of June. And that's a huge feat for them. So I was like, that's awesome. Good for them. Like, and I think they had way more consoles available too. And, and, I, I, and I'm not trying to say that's the only reason. No, no, no. They've been able to get more consoles. But out. I'm just also saying from that standpoint, the fact that like, that is what they are trying to accomplish. I think they're just trying to accomplish the fact of like, Hey, we just want you to have fun and enjoy wherever you are. And here's what we've got available to you. And this is what we've, you know, game passes out there and all these other things that are coming. And they've got their, I mean, if you look at the slate of things coming, I mean, they've got a timeline that's like, look at all this stuff coming, you know, down the line. And it's like, that's pretty impressive to be able to see. And, you know, I think more and more people are seeing that and maybe seeing a welcoming like, hey, we want you to come enjoy us. If you don't, that's cool. You enjoy PlayStation. PlayStation's great. We actually think they are amazing. We're looking right. at their controller, maybe trying to make right. one of our own because that's really cool tech. Good for them. Um, but like they're not closed minded to like, well, we can't do anything like them or do this or accept of it's like, no, we're like, let's be on board with this because we're all in this together. And I think they're gonna catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Right. That type of thing. And they have maybe found their place and their voice, which is awesome because they hadn't had it for a long time. And I'm excited to see where they go. I think they were trying to do too much and they just 100%. finally just were like, yeah. Just yep. They were trying to focus this. on one too many things and there were too many fingers in the pie. There were too many people trying to like make little manipulations and things like that. And like you said, once they kind of cut that off and said, Phil, we're just, you're going to over the Xbox division, you do your thing. We're just going to let you, you know, back off them. Here's the money for, you know, here's the check. Right. Go for it. And I, it's been, I think, successful for them. I mean, the fact that I don't know how much sales-wise, but it's like 
good for them. That's yeah. great. Like revenue, revenue is up across the board, especially in gaming, just because of you know last year COVID, and, COVID and everything. Um, but for them to be able to like, hey, we came out on top for sales. I'm like, we're doing something right, and I hope that they keep that, and I hope they are still humble. If like, if say the tides do turn, and it's like, oh, Xbox is like number one now. Like, right. I hope they continue to remember of like, hey, let's just enjoy it. And like also boost up our part, like our, you know, who we would look at as like our competitors. Let's say, hey, that's awesome. You know, like we're up there. Fantastic. We're let's not all of a sudden be like, no more cross play. No more this. Let's remember and be like, no, we want to partner with them any chance we get because Sony is a fantastic company and we are amazed by what they've done. Um, oh, that's really all we have here. I do want to say if you didn't notice. Um, I purposely did not play the ad. Oh, I did. Now that you mention it, um, I'm gonna have a new one. <gasps> um, not today, but I will say, um, if anybody who's listening to this today, which should be uh, Tuesday the twentieth, because today is the eighteenth, is that right? Somebody texted me. That is correct. Okay, uh, so tomorrow, uh, feel free when you get done listening to this podcast, uh, search out the Real Superhero Project. And subscribe because tomorrow will be our first episode and the first two reviews. Very cool. I hope you had fun. Two reviews are the first Superman movie and Black Widow, which I found out something from my wife today and um, not really happy about once we record her episode because I know what she's going to do and I'm not really happy about it. <laughs> I, was, I told her I wasn't going to let her do it. And the more I've thought about it, I realize that would screw up the integrity of what I'm trying to do with this was podcast. Was she dressed as Black Widow the whole time? No, that would have made it way more fun. I'll talk to you about it off the air. Um, so yeah, check that out. Subscribe. Listen to it tomorrow or sometime later in the week. Let's get this going. Enjoy your games.